This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Great to be back with you all. And uh, it's a great privilege. I've got the man, the myth, the legend, Jim Gibson. <laughs> How you doing, Jim? I'm doing really well, thanks, Derek. I'm not quite sure I fit the description, but um, not to worry. We'll, I'll do my best to live up to expectations here. Definitely. Goes great, good. Jim. Great to have you, Jim. And so you're, you're the leader of Freedom City Church up there in uh, Cumbernauld. Great church. Uh, I met you at the Tremble conference last year. You put this amazing conference on. And I love this. The purpose of it, I've got the wee leaf in front of me here. He said, the purpose yep. is we love to do all we can to help all of us go to a new level in the fight for freedom. Come on. The fight Come for on. freedom in Jesus Christ and to win, to care for, and to minister to those in addiction. That's why we bring this thing together, the Tremble. Uh, ex- um, you know, um, yeah. You know, that to me is like this fellow, fellow uh, friend fighting for freedom, fighting and winning, helping people fight and win, passion to yeah. help people to fight and win. And we know, uh, yeah. that, you know there's a way for that to happen. And I think that's what we've been talking about in this series. And I'm, I'm so glad you're ways. Jim, can you just open up with prayer just before we, we share sure. it there? Sure, I can. God, we thank you so much that... Um, you're, you're the Lord who has won the victory over the enemy. We thank you, Lord, that you, Lord, that you're, you're never going back, but you're always going forward. We thank you, Lord, that you've conquered death and hell and the grave and every other thing, God. There is no power that's greater than yours, God. Thank you, Lord, on the cross you dealt with all these things. Every power and authority, you led them in, captive, in captivity and you led them in a procession of victory. So we're excited. We come from a great place today. Excited about, about the battle that's on, God, and we thank you, Lord, for this moment, this opportunity, and for every single person that's listening. We just ask for your Holy Spirit just to really prepare and help us to fight well, prepare and help us to to conquer well, to live in victory and live in freedom. And we ask that in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come, Come on. Come on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so- so thanks for joining me, mate. Really, really blessed to have you. And know every time we 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 just have conversations on the phone, and then the next minute it's forty five minutes. I'm, we're running the phone oh, for absolutely great, great to share. And uh, I'm only just going to start off, and I'm going to let Jim respond to this. He doesn't really know what the, what the, what the script is here, so we are just yep. trusting God. But one thing that God had put in my heart for this series was talk about living as if we are at war. Living as if yeah. the enemy is real. And, you know, I had this experience. I left the John Eldridge Boot Camp in America, which was just profound in fighting for freedom. And I come home and I felt inspired to watch the World at War documentary about the Second World War. And I watched this episode. It's called Home Fires, which it was documented the home front. So it's about another episode. It shows you all the facts and all the terrible ex- experiences of the full nation who were yep. getting bombed, the blitz, the constant bombardments, the Germans. Now, I then listen to this disc jockey give an interview, and the disc jockey says, Britain was at its best in the war. Yep. I'm not joking. It was as if somebody slapped me, a bomb went off inside me, and I then went, why? 
why is that the case? Why was Britain at its best? Because everybody was living as if they were at a war. Yeah. They were in war. Yeah. They were living as if they were under attack. So they won the, they won the, it wasn't this benefit mentality of waiting for everybody else to do something for me. The full nation was mobilised. Uh, women were uh, conscripted, you know, one of the only nations on the, the, the planet, with, the, you know, the women were actually given ro- jobs. Every day yeah. had a job to do to prepare themselves to resist and fight against this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, you know, I knew that was so true. Uh, spiritually, we need to live as if this is true. Um, so, yeah. I then have a dream o- over the last week or so. And what happened was, it, it reminded me of something that happened to me. So, true story. I had drug-induced psychosis, uh, as I've shared a wee bit about. I was living in constant defeat. I was living overwhelmed with fear and paranoia, and I just wasn't in control of my inner life. It was terrible, terrible pain to live in. So I was, I'd have done anything. I was reading books, just looking for relief. And I got this book called The Power of Now, which was a self-help book. And the book, it, it taught truths that brought a bit of peace to me. It brought a bit of relief. It did. Mm-hmm. Say that, that didn't but what this book done ultimately was emasculate me because it deprived me of my power to resist the fears and the paranoia mm. and the intimidation that was coming against my mind. And yeah. uh, so I remember I went to this, uh, I went, I, I was in a missionary trip in 2005 to Romania. I was very comfortable just talking about the Bible to folk. But I was with all these folk that were all at university educated. I felt very insecure because I was uneducated. I was just doing a lot of madness. So when I was with them, I felt quite awkward when we were just sitting with it, being on a mission. And we went to this reunion in Glasgow, maybe a few months later. And I'm going up in a train from Stevenson, Ayrshire, up to Glasgow. And I felt all this paranoia, all this insecurity and doubt coming in. And I tried to practice what this book had taught me. Surrender accept all, resist nothing, and I was completely defeated when I got there. It was total failure because I was mm-hmm. rigid in my yeah, head. Yeah. I was insecure. So, um, you know, the point was that reminded me that I, that these experiences I had showed me I had to adjust my life to reality as Jesus described it. As, yeah. as he demonstrated, there was a, there is a real enemy seeking to steal, kill, and destroy Seeking to accuse, to, to overpower, to, to ruin your life. And uh, so, you know, that, that experience for me was, you know, that, that was part of my own journey and, uh, uh, you know, been introduced to that. Jim, seeing your experience personally or over your extensive years, I've been a pastor, decades. Yeah. How true, how true has that been for you? Well, I think, I think when I started the journey, certainly I'm a, I'm a faith. Uh, I was 22 years old, I was knackered, I was wrecked, and I had a profound experience with God that took me into just a different life completely, uh, a different a different walk with God completely. You know, I was brought up in a Christian home, I was brought up with a dad that was a pastor, hated it with a passion, I had seven years of doing everything that, that I shouldn't have done, uh, and then by the end of the seven years, I was married a year and my wife, Byron, and myself were both wrecked. But I don't think um, I don't think I was prepared for the battle in any way when I became a Christian, because it was like a different battle started, really. 
Um, obviously, the, the devil gets interested in you a little bit that you're now saved, you're now had a passion. The first night I got saved, the next night I was out testifying. It was actually a bunch of old people, and uh, I don't even know if any of them heard me. They were all, they were all deaf and all that, but I was <laughs> passionate about Jesus and what he'd done and, you know, trying to lead them to the Lord at the end of the service. But I never really, really understood the, the battlefield, I don't think we received a lot of teaching instruction. Uh, you weren't trained as a, a warrior, really, you know. You were just kind of a bit of a wimp, you know. You, you shared your faith and obviously all the battles kind of started. So I would say probably um, we, we planted a church, the church about 31 years ago now and um, we had a massive passion for church and souls. We never started to have church. We started to win souls, etc. However, I wasn't probably prepared for the battle and the onslaughts in any way. So moving forward and taking territory like we were doing, um, I, I just really experienced such an onslaught and I, I was well, well unprepared for that. And I think what happens is that you get very, very hurt and very, very... Um, you know, and wounded, and as a Christian, you're, you've got this kind of persona that you think, oh, you know, we're just going to get on every day, and meanwhile, all this stuff's happening to you. So, so when I was understanding, really, that I was in a battle, I was, you're reading stuff like, you know, put on your armour, you know, whatever, and realising that the armour, the armour has to get a, a rear armour on it, so it's all forward armour, swords and shields, and, you know, breastplates, there's nothing, whatever, and the arrows are coming, coming at you, Full on. So I was like, I was just starting to go on a journey, um, which took me in a different stance. Really, I would say a warfare. But I would say first of all, um, I had to go, I had to go get healed for a lot of stuff. Really, and I think one of the preparations for what for living in a state of warfare and living in the battle, because obviously we're in the battle, whether we like it or no, it's a full on battle every single day. We got up in the morning and through the night the battles are going and whatever. But however, so, so the first thing for me was to get really healed, the wounds and the and the stuff I'd, I'd had. It's like you d- didn't have any hospital space or even a place where you could be healed. So a big part of warfare pre- preparation for me was actually being healed in my soul, my mind and my emotions and my heart. I had to get, get restored and stuff. I was carrying stuff from my childhood right into ministry. So a big thing for me is pre- prepping people for warfare and, and seeing healing coming and seeing restoration shows that we're actually in a really a good, we're ready to fight, we're in a good place inside, that we're, we're, we're like up for it, we've done our training really, and a lot of the training is, is obviously in these kind of different weapons, and understanding the weapons of warfare, so that that was really, uh, really, really powerful. Yeah, that, once I, sorry, no, you go, go for no, the, I just, yeah. just want to respond to that, because when I went through the Freedom in Christ, there was one of the, the leaders of that spoke about, he went on to a, an, an airplane, and he had a jacket with a toggle on it. And as he went on the airplane, he went into the back the, the back of the aircraft, and one of the toggles stuck in one of the chairs. So he's walking forward, and the toggle was holding on to a chair back there to the uh, road 37 or something. And, wow. the, and the, the point he made was he could not move any further forward until that thing was disentangled. Yeah. The, the unresolved issue he was pointing out was yeah. resolved. So that is part of the warfare. The glaringly obvious unresolved issue needs yeah. to be resolved. Or I'll just keep getting assaulted in the same area yeah. 
Yeah, I'm absolutely. Keep getting taken out by the same wound. You know, yeah. you keep getting attacked and beat and whooped every time in the same bit. So that that's that is bang on, Jim. That yeah, is I'm, the thing. Absolutely, because because the, the thing is this, it's almost like you're already, you know, what once you once you switch on and realize that this is this is a full-on battle, it's a 24-7 mm-hmm. awareness, you know, that and, and you read about the armor and you know it's saying take your stand against the devil's schemes. Yeah. And yeah. obviously he's no sleep, he doesn't I don't think he sleeps at night or anything like that. So he, he's he's active all the time, devil schemes are, are going. But I think if you if you carry wounds and you, it's almost like an army that's wounded, you know you're getting in with half a leg and you know you're getting in with you know one arm cut off and or your soul's damaged and you don't even feel like fighting. You feel like you're you know you're almost like discouraged before you hit before you hit the ground running and before you start to come against the the enemy and and understand that as well. So for me, a big part of warfare is staying in a state of health and staying in a state of training and being. Equipped, but training for a purpose that you're not just training for you or your indulgence. You're training to fight the battle. You're training to, you know, to win the souls. You're training to minister. You're training to take take ground and and take territory. And that that's that's my passion is taking territory. To be honest with you, um, and to, be, to take territory, you're on a battle. You're on the front line of the battle all the time. Whether you whether you're, but we're, we should. I suppose we should always be taking territory. All the time, even in our marriages and our homes and our families and everything. So massive issue really is is has been raised in a good state of health, spiritually, emotionally, for the mentally for the battle that there's ahead. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, taking that serious, because that's what I'm hearing you say them. Yeah. You, you know that people listen, because I know part of what I felt in that dream was. There's a, there's a, there is a, there is a lot of people out there who number one don't think the enemy's real. Yeah. So when you, when you're not operating with, with accepting that reality, that you know yeah. how, how, how futile is it? How ineffective is it then? If I want to take territory, but like I want to make progress, I want to get my heart, my mind back. I want to get yeah. what's been stolen, what's been lost, what's been assaulted and uh, surrendered from my life. I want to take that ground back. But I'm sitting here at the, the first point saying there's not even a real enemy. How uh, foolish is that in your view? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's... <laughs> I, think, I, think you're, I think you're ignoring the, the reality of life, aren't you, really? If, if, you're, if, you're, not, if you're not anticipating... And, and obviously the whole thing with... The, the life in the Holy Spirit is that you're becoming aware of a spiritual realm. I think more and more um, you become aware of, of a, an acute spiritual realm that you're, you know, you're you're not fighting the battle in the, in, on the earth because obviously that a lot of people are occupied with fighting a battle here, which we're not. We're fighting in, in the heavens and we're fighting, obviously, we don't fight against flesh and blood, etc. We fight against rulers, authorities, and then obviously right down to spiritual forces of evil in the in the heavenly realms, not the earthly realms. So I think it's a massive thing that we're spiritually aware that there's a an acute awareness. And that awareness lets you lets us understand, doesn't it, and read the Bible and read the stuff and the, the stuff on, on spiritual warfare and spiritual activity. Uh, that it's that that there's an awareness kind of comes and maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't know, I suppose, when, once I'm starting to open up to the Holy Spirit and hearing for God and reading and, and stuff, 
then I don't think you need to study a lot of books to know that if you're aware of it for the Holy Spirit, that, you know, there's a spiritual realm. And that's the real realm of where the battle is. Then it takes you out of the, the realm of the, of the flesh into a different realm. So that's a big thing is is, is also a, and a, and a, a real sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and a revelation of what is happening and like the gifts of the Spirit and, you know, the, the reality of the Holy Spirit that, that you need the spiritual weapons to fight the battle. You need you need to be no, no natural with the battle. So, it, so, it, so engaging with the weapons of warfare, you know, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit that allow you to conquer spiritually. And then I think you're pretty aware there's a real enemy. Other than that, I don't know. You know, I've been aware of the Holy Spirit, really. Open to the Spirit of God's a biggie. Uh-uh. I had an experience all day there where a boy helping uh, is is encountering voices, thinking that they are someone else. Yeah, yeah. Another human. Yeah. And uh, so this is the timing of this, talking about this, you know, it was it was so uh, when when you've when you've you know when we've been raised, you've all you've been focused on is what you can see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. It's in yeah. that realm. Absolutely. You're not like, looking at what is going on in the spiritual and mental. And remember, yeah. Joyce Meyer wrote a book called The Battlefield of the Mind. Yeah. You know, the, 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 this reality that there's a battle going on in our minds, thoughts coming in, whisper, th- you know, that's enemy. I mean, you, you know, you, you look at the Bible and, and as you see, you don't need to look far. Our enemy is called the father of lies. This lie is to give this intentionally false statement. Yeah. Called the the deceiver, Revelation 20, which is to deliberately cause someone to believe something that is that's not true. Deceive, give this mistaken impression of. He's called the accuser of their brethren, which yeah. is to claim that somebody's done something wrong. Claim, yeah. accuse. He's called the thief, the thief who steals another person's property with intimidation, with force, with no permission, without permission. And he's called, in, in 1 Peter 5, the, the, uh, like a roaring lion. He roams around, seeking whom he may devour, utterly devour, yeah. to utterly destroy and consume. Yeah. And yeah. so, when you're actually going, is that the case? When I know, when I know that's happening, when I know I've got an enemy who's coming against me like that, then I then have to go, I need to start addressing my efforts to successfully overcome that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you're saying then, so so the spiritual weapons of truth, the spiritual weapons of, uh, uh, you know, the the part of the armour, the sword of the spirit, the spoken word of God that I use to overcome every temptation, every fear, every lie, every suggestion, every accusation, you know, when when we live like that, that for me, my my experience was when I told you about that book. That book yeah. gave me a bit of relief, which I needed, but it did yeah. not teach me the truths to be free from the fear, the intimidation, the paranoia yeah. that was yeah, overwhelming absolutely. and dominating my mind. Yeah, and I had yeah, to yeah. know the truth of of my spiritual weapons. The yeah. truth Jesus talked Goodness about me. the authority that He gives to be able to actually get the victory in that in the in the battlefield in the mind. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, no living on an island the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, quiet, yeah. Just staying away for a day because I'm just trying to keep it, keep it, uh, you know, keep all these things out. No, I want to be yeah. in the world. 
but not all of it. Yeah. In the world, but having victory over it, like Jesus yeah. demonstrated. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the thing, the thing that I, I, I was talking to my wife last night, and one of the things she said was, "We were never really taught that you had a soul, that you had a real, actual the soul." We knew that souls get saved and stuff like that, but we hadn't a clue what that actually really mean. Just a terminology. But you've got a soul like and, and the soul being the interface of living in a living in a real body where you know or the five senses interfacing with the world through the senses, but then interfacing with the spiritual realm through the spirit, through the heart, through the spirit of the so you're so you're interfacing with the spiritual, but so the soul in the middle of that is is key to the battle for me and the and the awareness. The devil's desensitizing us to the spiritual, shutting that side down. So the, there's an unawareness, an unawareness of that, and then a, a very much a big awareness of the of the physical realm, what you smell, what you see, what you touch, you know, what you hear, what and all that kind of stuff. So that so that's a biggie. That's a biggie in warfare. The soul um, having an awareness of the spiritual rather than the natural, and 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 living in the natural, getting your mind onto things above, getting your heart set and things above, having a having a purpose and focus. That's God's focus. God's focus is to take territory. God's focus is to conquer and conquer the hearts and lives of men and women, and you know have them willingly love them back. You know. And that's the battle. So if we're in that, then the territory's been taken every single day. We're you know moving forward, taking ground. But that soul in the middle of that is the is the main thing that determines, I think, whether we're understanding the battle or the war or the enemy. There's there's a so if our if our hearts turn towards natural things and the soul's pursuit is natural things, then idols and all the stuff start to happen. But then the, the spiritual shuts down at Disney, you know, there's a blunting in the spirit, the conscience begins to get dulled again and all that kind of stuff. So for me, for me, that acuteness, that living in that, uh, living in that health is, 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 is like, like a soldier's got to live at top condition. That to me is, is the main thing. And then you've got a continual awareness of the spirit and whatever that is. So that, that to me is a big, big, a big, big thing. Cause I, I, I just feel, Living in the battle uh, with God, um, I think taking territory is a passion, and I think when you stop taking territory, I then think you become natural. The natural begins to become important again. I've been, I've been there. You get these seasons, you know, um, and I think as a new Christian, that that kind of happen. Eventually, if you don't get a purpose and get into the ministries and the gifts of God, you you dull it dulls to the spiritual. Uh, whatever you know, so that's a big that's a big thing. Do you want to share that we that we sense that you got in quiet about the about David and that ground is and how important that is for a, a scriptural foundation for you know number one n- n- no living as if we have really we're really at war and we really have an enemy. Yeah, it, 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 it's, you can be you can hundred percent guarantee you're not going to take territory until you accept that I am in a battle. Yeah. I have a real enemy. But when I accept that, I then start preparing myself. If that's the case, yeah. like, like it's this is this is Luke chapter yeah. uh, Luke chapter four. Jesus gets led into the wilderness. He's he's uh, he gets all these temptations, and in, in Luke's account, he says after he had ended it, all the temptations, the devil departed from him temporarily 
lying in wait yeah. for another opportunity. Another season, another opportunity, yeah. Opportunity. So, so yeah. Our, the, the enemy of our souls, this is, as, as Jim's beautifully pointing out, the soul, the enemy of our soul, where is the battle, our mind, our will, our emotions, is that watching and waiting for an opportune time to fire yeah. one of his fiery darts, one of his lies, one of his accusations, one of his, one of his suggestions, one of, one of these horrible thoughts, fire that into a weak, unguarded spot, a wee open door in your, in your soul, and then when, when he gets his, one of these thoughts come in, all hell breaks yeah. loose, because it just destabilises us, shakes us, ruffles us, losing composure, losing our peace. And it, yeah. You know, for, that's what he's saying. He didn't catch him. Jesus defeated him. What Adam yeah. failed to do, Jesus restores. He doesn't yield to the temptation. Adam, Adam and Eve, Eve were deceived. Eve caved in. But Jesus restores order yeah. by saying no. Absolutely. I say no to this at the beginning yeah. of his ministry. So, yeah. but, you know, so that's number one. Until that's established, the, the next part of taking territory, of actually yeah. being able then, like like the, the Ukrainians are doing our counter-offensive, the, the defence lines of our enemy are so entrenched and so well-prepared that this yeah. isn't just a, a, a playground. We're just going to run up and go, right, come on, give me my ground back. Yeah. It's yeah, inch yeah. by inch. That territory has been fought for. You need you need to be cunning. You need to be wise. You need to be, yeah. need to be skillful. Uh, so, but, you know, as Jim's saying there, the, the joy of that, there is no other life. There is no yeah. to be able to take ground, to be able to get back what's been stolen and lost from our lives. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Because the way our parents treated us, because the way like the way the way we've failed in life, the way we've thought about ourselves, the way the way we've acted out all this, the labels that we've received and, and the ideas of how we've saw ourselves or our lives. You know, yeah. if we begin yeah. to take back ground and start operating out a, a, you know, out a new freedoms. There is nothing like that, Edger. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. No, it's great. And and before we come on, just uh, we were kind of just uh, we got just about a, about a quiet time with God, and it's funny because I was thinking about the battle. I, if everybody like David and Goliath, the biggie in the Christian realm, anyway, whatever, and the the whole thing of when when the the army shows up for the battle uh, with the Philistines, it's like crazy because they're kind of marching out looking as if they're prepared for war, but they're the most unprepared army for war. It's like it's like walking, like just walking with your Bible and your suit on and whatever it is you do on a Sunday, whatever. And actually you're you're not really ready. You're not you're not there's even in a Sunday services, it's not like a warfare type type thing. And the only person that's actually prepared for it is David. And and actually he's prepared because he's been in the house with God. He's it's almost like God restored his soul. He's, you know, he's been worshipping, he's ready, he's ready to rock. And he's the only person that sees the spiritual realm behind the 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 giant. The giant's like a big, you know, but 13 foot tall or whatever he was, whatever he was anyway. And, it, and it's crazy. And all the armies see the natural. And this wee guy, who's just a wee guy, he just sees the spiritual. And he sees that, that no, wait a second, dear, this is a spiritual attack we're having. This isn't a giant, this is a spiritual attack. So he goes and he attacks the giant. Spiritually, I'm going to do this in the name of the Lord, and he conquers the ground, and the giant falls, takes his head off, and then the battle's won, and territory's actually taken, and I think that's really, 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 really key. And you saw even later on in David's life how the one time he's actually no aware of the battle, and he should have been battling, 
is the time that the devil gets in and he commits adultery and then then murder and then it's a nightmare, you know, is then there's a whole generational issue that comes out of his his failure, the warfare affected his whole family thereafter. Um so having that having that conquering spirit, but also seeing um spiritually, he's the only one that so so spiritually, so he's the one that enacts the victory of Jesus on the situation. But there's a lovely wee bit and when it was in quiet before, um there's a cracking wee bit just later on. In the territory, which is called Pass Damon, where that actual battle took place with Goliath, uh, it talks about one of David's mighty men. And when they were guarding the territory, they were still moving forward. But it says Eliezer stood his ground, and um, he stood his ground, and and he wouldn't give up the territory because he saw that the battle was trying to reencroach. I love that thought. It was the same territory that David's already took it, and he said, "I'm going to continually." I'm not. I'm going to let that territory go, and I think a lot of times because we're unaware, we let things slip, we let territory disappear, and I just feel we need to st- we need to stand our ground here, and we need to say, I'm standing with Jesus. You know, we conquered that territory spiritually. We're going to continually. We're not going to let it go, and and then we're going to advance the kingdom into you know whatever. So I'm excited really about Aye. about that. Ah, that's tremendous. So, can I just read this? Psalm 91 out of the Passion Translation. For some people that are listening over the world, might not know this. Have I heard these things? But you're going, how do, I, how do I keep this territory? And now this is Old Testament. But this is this is a, the, the, the Psalm of Protection. And the Passion Translation is entitled, Safe and Secure. And it says, when you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, <laughs> right? And Shaddai, El Shaddai, it says he's the God who destroys my enemies. Mm-hmm. He is the all-sufficient one, God Almighty. So, you know, the, the, the emphasis is when we abide under the shadow of the God, of the, he, the God no. who is the destroyer of our enemies, we are safe, we're hidden and, and protected in his strength. No. You could only say, He's the hope that holds me, and the, he is the strongholds that shelters me. He is the only God for me. He is my great confidence. He will rescue me from every hidden trap of the enemy. Wow. Protect me from every false accusation. He will protect me from every deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around me, protecting me. You can run under his covering of majesty, and you can hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield that keep you from all harm. You don't have to worry about attack, the attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Yeah. Which is beautiful, because the original translation says you don't need to care about the pestilence, uh, the arrows that fly in daytime, the pestilence that walks in noonday. But here they capture, he's not just talking about uh, natural things. He's actually talking about the supernatural uh, spirits, spiritual things that come against us. We don't have to fear a thing about the darkness that come against us. The de- 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 demonic forces at night, whether by night or by day, de- de- not demonic danger will not trouble us, nor will the powers of evil be able to succeed and uh, overcome us. Even in time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment. For they will be paid back for what they've done. When we live our lives within the shadow of the uh, of the, the Lord, the God Most High, who is our secret hiding place, 
will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us when God sends his angels with special order to protect us wherever we go, defending us from all harm? If we yeah, want we... the trap, they'll be there for us uh, and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. You know, and so the, the psalm goes on, but, but the sense of this, I know I've got an enemy, but I don't need to be intimidated because my God, El Shaddai, is the destroyer of my enemies, my spiritual enemies. That's yeah. what we're talking about. G Jim prayed at the beginning. Jesus led captivity captive. He conquered and overcame and defeated th those enemies that had been conquering and defeating us. Nobody in the face of this planet has ever been able to say they led captivity captive. So when we are yeah. following Jesus, we're following the ultimate champion and braveheart and warrior who's able to say, I've done this. I've done this and I'm giving you my authority so that you can walk in this victory. And now yeah. you don't have to be afraid. Come on. Yeah. Brilliant. So. Brilliant. So, Jim, yeah. what about just you closing, mate? You anybody share anything about that? You, or do you want to just close your prayer? No, it is. I, I, I'll, I'll emphasize what you said. Absolutely, the the thing is that we've got absolutely nothing to fear, and I think just really believing, believing in the victory of Jesus is the thing, and standing in His victory, and living in His victory, yeah. and knowing that every every power and authority that's the battle, isn't it? To have to believe for that that yeah. every authority, every power has been defeated, led, and triumphant procession uh, yeah. is done and dusted, yeah. and it's really exciting. And the the reality of living in that is that. You've got to break through and have faith and be on it, be on, be on fight, you know, keep keep the thing happening every every day. Take the territory. Take the territory. That's your saying. And, and keep going, man. That's my that's my that's my thing. Let's keep it, let's keep going forward. Let's keep keep pressing forward every single day. And the battles are there, but I mean you can, and then you actually then you can't avoid knowing that you're in the battle anyway. So that's quite <laughs> exciting, you know. And then you but then you learn you do, you learn how to be an overcomer, don't you? You learn you learn how to fight with fighting, you know. I mean, if you don't fight, you don't learn how to fight. So you learn how to fight spiritually and how to how to win the battles and, and how to go for it. So an awareness of the an experience and awareness of the, of the enemy schemes and that's wonderful. So I love it. Let's take loads of territory this, this, yes. this season, eh? Come on. Exciting, man. Really good. Aye. So, do you want to just close with a wee prayer, Jim? Just lead the folk into this, taking territory, you know, any, any, uh, you know, blindness yeah. over the eyes, that's blinded by the God of this world, no, no yeah. seeing. That, these lies that I've said that you've maybe believed that the enemy isn't the real, he's made you think that this is, this is all, it's all physical, uh, it's all yeah. fleshly. My problem is people, you know, no, you know, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we don't wrestle against people. Their fight no, is the it's against it's in people. The spirits that get into people, the evil that manipulates and intimidates and overpowers and subdues people and controls people. You know, and so when no. they things get in, when, when you know, when we when we recognize that, I'm able to hit the enemy right in the, the jaw. You know, yeah, my, my sense yeah. of for years getting these dreams, I was shooting at my enemy and I, my bullet was going right by him because I wasn't actually targeting the right thing. I wasn't hitting, but I wasn't successfully uh, addressing my efforts to, to overcome, you know. Yeah. So yeah. so that sense that sense of the things need to be, we need to have the scales removed. Scales removed to see that, open up our eyes to see that so yeah. that I can actually live 
in the reality as Jesus described it. Yeah, no, the reality on. is the telly's told me, yeah. and as the Hollywood has told me, and all these different uh, Coronation Street and EastEnders yeah, have yeah, described yeah. it over the years. No, that's 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 not going to get us the ground that Jim's talking about here. So do you want to just finish with prayer, Jim? Yeah, I will. I will do. Yeah, God, we thank you for every single, every single person that's listening in, God, today. God, we thank you for the journey that they've been on, just uh, of their own, of their own life, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, that, that um, you're able to heal, you're able to restore every single thing back, God, that you created and formed in them. God, even in their mother's womb, God, you you put amazing things there, and it's so so special. So, God, I pray for each person today, God, and I ask, God, I ask God today that uh, as we understand, God, that you forgive us for every sin, God, that you, God, that you heal every broken part of us, God. We thank you, Lord, on the cross, God, you, you defeated the enemy, God, in every way possible, God. You, you broke the chains of our life. You paid the price of our sin. You, you took the stripes for our healing. You took the thorns in your head for the curses that were that stand against us, God. You broke every single thing. And if you're listening today, just I want to encourage you to have faith for a hundred percent wholeness. One salvation is one hundred percent wholeness, one hundred percent healing, one hundred percent freedom, one hundred percent restoration of all that God created you to be. So God, we pray for every person to receive that today. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.